The Splitter Soundbites podcast is brought to you by Papa John's Pizza, the presenting sponsor of the Splitter Soundbites podcast. And you know they have a special promotion for podcast listeners. If you're ordering from either the Middlesbrough or Tazewell Papa John's locations, head over to papajohns.com and enter the promo code LMUPOD1199, all lowercase LMUPOD1199, to get two medium one-topping pizzas for $11.99. Again, that's LMU Pod eleven ninety nine for two medium one topping pizzas for eleven ninety nine. That's a great deal, and it's available only for our podcast listeners from the Middlesbrough or Taswell Papa John's locations. Again, thanks to Papa John's for sponsoring the Splitter Sound Bites podcast. All right, we now welcome on the valedictorian of the 2018 December commencement, the outgoing SAC president, a South African from Mount Juliet, Tennessee, and all kinds of other things. Lisa Malherbe, what's going on? Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I told you that I had to give you a Khaleesi-style intro. You don't understand that. No, I don't, unfortunately. She, she's a central character on Game of Thrones, and her <laughs> title has like, she has like six different titles, and they have to say them all when they introduce her. See, the only experience I have with Game of Thrones is my roommate yell, uh, my roommate Lauren yelling at the TV when she watches it. So. See, yeah, <laughs> Lomo is very into Game of Thrones. She's probably she actually not into it as much as, as like me and Casey mm. are, and and me and Coach Black are, and stuff like that. But she's still very into it and very she, locked in. She ran into my room this week's episode and was like, "Oh my gosh, you have to see this scene!" I'm like, "Okay, I've got no idea There's what no any context. of this context is, but cool, let me see it." Yeah, well, <laughs> like visually, you could see it yes. and appreciate it. I think. Yes, I don't think you sure. would have to really know the storyline. This is not a Game of Thrones podcast, so <laughs> and you don't watch Game of Thrones, so that doesn't make sense, but I did want to give you some context to why I introduced you that way, because you do do a lot of things on this campus. I do. I wear a lot of hats here. Yeah. <laughs> and you, so you've gotten a lot of opportunity to do all that, but the, that's not what we're going to talk about either. We're going to talk about what you have going on the first and next week here, mm-hmm. uh, the South Super Regional in Cleveland, Tennessee. Yeah. Just talk about how excited you are to finally get this opportunity. Um, I'm, I can't wait to get there. I'm so excited to play. Um, it's, I know all season I've played, I've had a very consistent season, Mm -hmm. um, this entire year. And I knew even just going into the second semester that if I played well the entire semester, I would have a very good chance of making the regionals. And then even the last like tournament too. And I was like, okay, like looking at my rankings, I'm like, okay, like I think I should be in. And then I didn't play well, like my second last tournament. I was like, oh no, I might not go. I was like, (laughs) no, but I really want to go. And then when I I was pretty sure I was in, but it didn't like hit me until they actually yeah. like officially released it because I feel like you can never like yep. you don't you, wanna... can, you don't want to jump the gun on anything. So when they officially like finally released that I was in, I, I was like I just can't wait to go play because it just it w- it would have been tough like ending just at conference yeah, knowing that right. I could have had the possibility to play regional. So mm-hmm. I just can't wait to get out there and play and just see what happens. Well, last year you were right there. I can't imagine you missed the cut last year by more than like a half stroke or whatever it was. So it was funny. So last year when we found out that Domi went, um, I like kind of sat down and like looked at the stuff and I was like, wow, like I almost also went. Like I I did, I had no idea. I didn't like before then no one when I had been here had been to regional. So we never really even like just wasn't really in our mind much yeah, just like we just yeah it. it just wasn't one of our expectations I think and then once Domi went I kind of looked I was like wow like I was 
I was actually really close. So then this year, I think that just like pushed me even more and more all year to try and reach that goal. Cause that was a goal for me like all year. Well, yeah, you were toe to toe. That probably was a big realization for you as you and you know, I think Dom probably started just, a little bit stronger, mm -hmm. but you and her were basically toe to toe after that little start for Dom. Yeah. And then, so you sit there and you say, okay, I was right there neck and neck with yeah. her and she makes the original. So then that mm -hmm. had to have been like an aha moment for it, you. Yeah, for sure. And then I think it just like, like I said, pushed me so like even that much more to just work harder and get to regionals this year. So. Well, and it's also really cool because you don't have to go that far. No. So for you now, you know, Obviously, our whole st none of our staff can really travel to the men's regional mm -mm. in Howie in the Hills, Florida, but a lot of our staff can travel to come watch you play yeah. in Cleveland, Tennessee, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's only two and a half hours away. Believe it or not, it's the closest tournament I think I've played all year. <laughs> well, you were supposed to play one at Woodlake. I was, that is true. That's true, was, you were supposed to. was supposed to. But, yeah, it's, um, it's, I, it's great that it's just two and a half hours away. Like, it actually makes it – Unfortunately, it's like out of like every all the athletes already be home because everyone leaves like this right. week or tomorrow after graduation. So won't be able to have a lot of like fans there for like athletes wise. But it's just cool that it's at least accessible that like like you can come and yep. even like my roommate Lauren and stuff yep. can come. So sure, it's always great to have that support out there. It just adds it when you have a battle and you like look around and see all your like supporting fans. You it just gives like that like spark in you to keep going. Sure. So yeah, and in yeah. golf you just don't. I mean, this is just the nature of the beast. You guys are playing hours away mm -hmm. uh you're you're and you're by nature it's a solitary sport yes so you don't i mean i know your dad and your mom travel to a lot of your yes. tournaments and they try to make as many as they can but you're not really necessarily getting the same same viewership mm -hmm. and fans out there but no. now i know this is an opportunity for people to come and watch you yeah i've played throughout my four years i've played several tournaments where it's me and two of the girls in a group and none of our parents right. are there and you just walk for five hours yeah. by yourself, just you guys. It's very a, sol so, it's a solitary sport, it but that's the joy of it. Too. It is. But we also, in the golf community, I would say uh, in general, we have very supporting parents. Mm -hmm. And when, like, one parent is watching one kid, even if it's from opposing school, they'll usually, like, they kind of cheer for you, too. Just, yeah. like, the community aspect of the game is really, really nice. So. Well, it's the respectful part of it, too. It that you can, especially the people that are around golf, they understand how difficult it is. Yes. So I find myself, as much as I'm out on the golf course, when I see a kid from an opposing team hit a great shot, I've played enough golf to be like. You have to appreciate yeah, the shot. Have, like, right. Yeah. Let's so. give tip of the cap there to this exactly. kid for doing that. Um, so let's obviously talk a little bit about the regional and, and kind of the nitty-gritty of it. Um You've played Cleveland Country Club? I've played it once. So when I, after season got done, after conference, when we knew, like, I was pretty sure, lost, pretty sure right. I was going to yeah. be going, I was like, all right, we need to go play mm -hmm. um, at least once because I've actually never played the course before. I know a lot of girls who are in Tennessee have played it in various events, but I just never got out there. So we went and played it maybe like a week or two ago. Um, so I've at least seen it once before, and then I'll get another practice round on Sunday before the tournament actually starts. So. How, do, how what kind of course do you think it is it a shot makers course is it like a you know what what kind of course is it so it's a typical country club is like the best way I would describe right. it um it's kind of narrow off the tee which I think suits my game really well because off the tee I'm usually pretty good um so I think that'll fall into my favor when we played it it wasn't playing very long so that's kind of nice yeah um it's you do have to place it off the tee you can get yourself in trouble off the tee but then um I think when we were there, unfortunately, the greens were in really rough condition. Well, let's hope they get that together. I have uh, had they a couple do. weeks, so so hopefully they they get because it's it's frustrating when the greens aren't rolling right. the way that they should be. But also, it, they play the same for everyone sure, in the field, sure. so it's fair fair <laughs> playing field at least, I guess. But 
Um, I think it's going to be really important just getting off the tee and placing yourself well in the mm -hmm. fairway. And then just probably hitting a lot of greens. There's a lot of tight lies around there, and I think um, you can short side yourself on some of those greens yeah. and get yourself into trouble. But overall, I think you can score really well there. So I, I, I'm really interested to see how the scores are going to be really? from everyone. So Well, it sounds like it's, you know, I actually – Describe that maybe a little bit more what you mean by typical country club course. I'm kind of interested in that because I guess the way I think about it is, and I know most of the tour courses that are getting played are country mm -hmm. club courses, but I guess a lot of times I think if, if you're catering to members, you don't want to make this course like brutally difficult, right? Or is that necessarily not necessarily the case? I would say in general, most country clubs that I've played have been harder. I think it's just because they you get bored of a course if it's easy. Right. So maybe that's why they make it harder. But um, I would just say a lot of holes are, like, really close together, and I would say it's tight off the tee. It's not open is generally what, like, a country club feel is. And just, like, I guess it's, like, a it's like a golfing term, but, like, when you walk onto a golf course, you can, like, usually tell if it's a country club. Mm -hmm. Like, kind of, like, just how it's, like, upkept and, like, stuff like that. It's and, like, just the nice. Driving, it's, like, nice. Right. And so um, just – the there's not as many like fluffy lies a lot tight lies so gotta you gotta make sure that your like ball impact is good um can't be can't be chunking it and getting away <laughs> with it <laughs> or, thin, or thinning it no yeah. thinning it's no. worst, right? so um but it definitely i think country clubs usually bring out the better players right um and that's what you want for a tournament like this well the other thing is probably what you talked about too you there's probably not going to be in general this course is going to be in great shape so yes. you're not going to get many bad lies no. where you're hitting out of a divot or you're hitting out of something that wasn't mowed properly yeah. or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so that's obviously good. Yeah. Um, obviously, the one thing that really stands out, and this is the same thing we see on the men's side, is how brutal this field is, too. Yes. Like, so this is – it's obviously, I would say, the hardest regional to make it into the field. For sure. For one. And then you look at the teams. All 12 teams that made it are ranked in the national poll in Golfstad. The highest-ranked team in the thing – is Flagler at number 22. Mm -hmm. And then you have six of the top 10 players, 28 of the nation's top 50 in this field. So this is going to be as challenging a tournament as you've ever played. And how yes. are you – are you excited about that challenge? I'm excited um, because I think also, like, almost half these girls I've never really played with right. before. Um, a lot of so, Florida schools that we don't yes, see a lot. Yes, so I'm excited to get to play in a tournament with them and just, like, see, see how it goes. I think – I of course of course I want to make it to nationals. Of sure. course I want to sure. come in that top um, individual spot and make it through. But I also have to go in there. I think with not as high expectations, just go in there and play the game that I bring to the golf course that day and just see what what happens. Because I can't control what any of the other girls do, and I know there are some great players out there. And then it all falls also a little bit on luck, depending on what teams, what teams make it through. Make it, yeah. So it, it might come down to it where I'm. I'm rooting for one team to make it rather than the other team to try and get me in a spot. But yeah. um, I think it's just – it's really exciting to be in a tournament with good golf. It always yeah. – no matter no matter how you play, I think it just makes the tournament more exciting and, like, kind of mean more when, like, you've got, like, these top players in it. Yeah, sure. No, it, and it, like you said, I think you just can play a little bit looser because at this mm -hmm. point it's like, what do you have to lose? Exactly, exactly. So, like, I've got – I mean – there's no guarantees for anything. This mm -hmm. is this could very well be my my last college tournament ever. But so just going in there, I'm just 
like I said, going to have fun and make the most of it and just enjoy my time out there. Yeah, well, I mean, you're one of 66 players who gets to take part in this Mm -hmm. thing, so that's obviously a massive accomplishment and stuff like that. I guess I don't know, have you seen – I'm I'm assuming we've talked about the top player from Barry, Tilda Larson, and then Tampa's – She's Icelandic. That's hard. The, I don't, I'm the not ki- sure. uh, Kiara, is that Ki- right? uh, Kira, maybe? Yes, I Kira. Play, I've played with her once. Okay. I played with her at, was it Jekyll, I believe, in the fall. Yeah. And I remember, like, when I found out my tea, like, my tea group or whatever. And yeah, dad, people know her name. Yes, you know? like, people yeah, know right. her name. We knew we were playing with Tampa. We're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's, like, a pretty good school. And then dad looked up, and he's like, you know, she's the number one golfer in, like, in the nation right now. I was like, really? I was like, I'm playing with the number one golfer. I was like, oh, gosh. Right. And so, like. Um, I remember actually the first hole, like we both hit like good tee shots and then we hit it on the green and I three putted for a bogey. I was like, <laughs> great. And she like hits this like 20 foot putt and just, it just drops in the hole. And I was like, oh gosh, it's going to be one of these days. No. But then after the first hole, like we settled, like settled in it. Kind like, of stayed alive. Yeah. Like we, it was just like a bad first hole for me, but, um, it was like, I think I learned a lot playing with her is just watching that she's the number one player in the goal uh, in at the time, right? And well, she's not I was dropped far. She's only two now. Well, yeah. So <laughs> number two, still yeah. still pretty she's good ranking. Not dropped ranking. too far. Um, it's just seeing I was hitting the same kind of shots as her. Mm-hmm. I was making the same kind of putts half the time. It was just she was just a little bit more consistent each time. Yeah. So like she like didn't miss, and so like I feel like that. If I can, if I can play with someone like that and at least like keep up with them, like I know I can compete with them. So it's just going out there and just bringing what, hopefully the best game that I can and <laughs> playing well. Well, you tied for third in that event. Yeah, so, I mean you played. I played well. Pretty close with her. I did. It was kind of weird. We got, uh, you know, our men's team got exposed to that a little bit last year when we had to play Florida Southern. Yes. Obviously, and they had the national champion on their team, and Dan as a freshman gets matched up with them in yes. the match play stuff, and. Um, I guess they kind of came to that same realization I talked to Dan afterwards mm-hmm. and you did. It's like, well, they're still human. They're, you know, yeah, they're they going to make mistakes and they're going to – and it's it's not like they do anything really flashy. No. They just do everything really well. That's the funny part. Like, the best players usually aren't the flashy mm-hmm. players. They're the ones that are just very consistent and kind of play boring golf. They yeah, just sure. hit a lot of fairways, hit a lot of greens, and two-putt and make some birdies. Like, That's, very boring, but – that's, that's well that's good how, golf is boring exactly you're good hitting fairways you're not getting into trouble unless you're phil mickelson who has <laughs> like made a career out of getting out of trouble yes. at an elite level you know these guys are hitting fairways they're hitting it in the middle exactly. of the green and they're one or two putting. yeah so it it makes you it, i guess it just makes you think that like you don't have to go out there and birdie every hole yeah. you don't have to stick it to a foot every time yeah. and like try and make these like miraculous birdies you just have to go out there and just hit consistent shots and just two putt and make a par and keep going and get, hope and get the occasional birdie. Yeah. So like Trav always says, he's like, it's a game of uh, minimizing like your misses, sure. game of misses. Sure. So don't compo- don't compound the error. If you're in a bad spot, take your medicine, punch out, try and get it up and down for a par or just take the bogey and move on to the next hole. Sure. So, yeah. And it, I think at that level, you have to learn how to play smarter course management is huge and you just have to know like with that same example you have to know when to take your medicine and when to try and try and pull off the miraculous shot I guess yeah so a lot like you said it's just a lot of times it's a lot about knowing where not to miss yes you know what I mean yes and that's one advantage I think with Lee hosting they'll definitely have that advantage because they know that course front to back like how we know would like so they'll at least they know where to miss it mm-hmm. but then also I think 
it also helps coming into a golf course that you haven't seen before because there's trouble out there that I don't even know exists. So it's not even in my head yet. Right. There's nothing. With. There's no kind of block. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't go in there. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've, I can never par this or <laughs> yeah. I don't have that mindset. Well, they might have that mindset from playing the course so much. So yeah, you don't have that traumatic experience from holes mm-hmm. that just get you for whatever no. reason. I mean, yeah. everybody knows about that that plays golf. <laughs> if it's a regular course, you have holes that are just like you get on the tee and you just have this fear come over you're like oh (laughs) I think that's a good point though that you haven't really played the course you know Mm -hmm. so you don't have that you know your first time you go out there you're just you're literally just flying by the seat of your Mm -hmm. pants like let's see what this course looks like and then I guess you'll probably get a little bit more obviously when you play it Mm -hmm. on Sunday Mm -hmm. for your practice round but overall that that probably is a good thing in terms of the and in general I don't usually play well with the home course advantage which is kind of I don't know I don't know what's wrong with me, but if I know the course really well, I not necessarily that I'm going to play bad, but I'm not going to play, like, fantastic usually. The best yeah. courses I play are ones that I don't know very well. Yeah. So. Well, I'm a head case on the golf course, so, like, when I step on Wasiota, I'm on the first tee, and I'm already thinking about the fifth hole. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Like, so that's what I, I'm talking I about. hate the fifth hole Wasiota. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So, like, I, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about, where I step on the course, and I'm already thinking about You're already the dreading fifth a hole. hole, yes. Yeah, the fifth I don't care about the sixth. The fifth and seventh hole, I'm like, I hate these holes. I'm already not looking forward to them. So it kind of already ruins the first half of my Mm -hmm. round. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be fun, though. A, you know, obviously loaded tournament, and it's a big opportunity for you. You're only the third player in program history to get this opportunity. Mm -hmm. And we've never had anybody go to nationals. So let's knock on wood. That's obviously, that's obviously, (laughs) you know, what's in store for you. It's an opportunity. It's, it's definitely the goal. Like I said, I I don't want to go in there with expectations, like really high expectations because you never want to put pressure on yourself. Just go in there and play. Exactly. You just got to go out there and play and not worry about it. And if it happens, awesome. It happens. So, yeah, well, there's going to be four teams that make it. So that's at least 16 players right there. And then Mm -hmm. the other four that are not affiliated with those teams. So there's, there's spots to be had, for there sure. There is. It is. It's it's not impossible. <laughs> how, how do you feel about the state of your game right now? How's everything feeling for you? Um, I feel good. I actually drove home on Saturday and got a quick lesson, just kind of like a tune-up yeah. lesson. I actually got back, and um, Domi, I, I room with Domi now, and she's like, oh, like, like, what'd you fix? Like, what was wrong? And I'm like, not much. Like, he just told me to, like, make sure I, like, pay attention to my setup. Like, it's yeah. funny. Like Foundational golf, stuff. Yes, right? foundational stuff. It's, you can... Literally from setting up, so much can go wrong or everything go right. Yeah. So he was like, just make sure you pay attention to setup. And he's like, your swing is fine. And I was like, sometimes you just have to go get a lesson to almost get like that confidence. The reassurance. Boost. It's reass- like, literally reassurance. Yeah, like everything so is good. Don't, you he's know like, what I mean? Everything's fine. He's like, don't think about it. He goes, just make sure like when you get in, like make sure everything's set up correctly. I'm like, okay, I can do that. And so, because um, right before then, I was like, just kind of not hitting it necessarily bad, but I wasn't hitting it good. And I was kind of like, oh, I don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> and now this week, I think I've just, like, had that mindset where, like, my swing is fine. Yeah. I don't need to worry about it. Just pay attention to the little things. And the course management Exactly. Stuff and and I've, I've been hitting it really well lately. And then, yeah. like I said, with the putting, it's – I've practiced putting, but I'm also going – I'm going in with the expectation that, that the, the greens, greens are going to be, be terrible, and hopefully I go there and the greens are, like, pretty Pristine. good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're definitely not going to be the best, but 
Um, if I go in there at least thinking they're going to be really bad, hopefully I'll be pleasantly surprised. Well, and hopefully you'll get some lucky breaks because that's how it yes, can work sometimes. Sometimes you can hit a divot and on an offline putt and it sends it in or exactly. the opposite. Hopefully you get the, the, the ladder. Ones. Yes. You know what I mean? So It's funny. The girls like to joke that um, I'm lucky Lisa on the golf course. Really? Because I usually do get like the good bounces. So hopefully that continues. <laughs> I don't think there's ever a golfer that's – actually thought they're lucky on a golf course right most people well, think that they're I know you don't yeah, think that I'm just saying but in yeah general. most people are like oh my gosh I'm so unlucky I got every but bad break you know yes but it's funny we'll be like playing and uh, like sometimes we'll just be like the practice round where we're not even keeping score just messing around but I'll hit a shot and it should bounce one way and it bounces the other way and ends yeah. up like on the green like roll, rolling to the pin and the girls are like like how does that happen to you they're yeah. like why I'm like yeah. I don't know but they do say the more I think it's like the more you practice the luckier you get well maybe that's maybe that's what's working <laughs> I tend to, I don't really tend to get too wrapped up in that stuff because no. I've just played enough rounds of golf where I feel like the golf course kind of balances things yes, out yes it does like it I does. honestly that's the thing about golf is you know I, there's been times where I've shot 85 and felt like I played better there's been mm -hmm. times when I've shot 77 and been like oh yes. I did not play well enough to shoot 77 but I think in general the golf course pretty it much does. balances things out it does and you can't control what it does once it leaves the club face you just yeah the you, golf you just course is going to do with it what it wants so yeah. you just got to hope I mean there's been times in a round where you hit one in the woods and it kicks back in the fairway or <laughs> yes. there's been times where you hit one just off the fairway and it kicks into the woods you know mm -hmm. I mean that that's just I think that in general the game it pretty is. much balances those things out it though. does it definitely evens out so you talked about that it's funny how it just seems like most of the things that go wrong can go wrong in a golf swing happen before you ever even swing the club yes you talked about a setup standpoint yes. or um, <laughs> I guess that goes even as far as like the grip too mm -hmm. or the way you're aligned, uh, any yep. of those things. It's funny. That's why I actually tell people, and I don't know anything really about <laughs> anybody else's golf swing, but says, you know, probably something went wrong before you even swung the club. Yes, because, like, literally, like, even, like, where the ball is in, in, the, your stance, like, yeah. in your stance, like, if it's literally off by, like, even less than half an inch, you probably aren't going to make solid contact with it. And then it, who knows where it's going to go. And if you move it a little bit further back, a little bit further in the front, your club face is going to be at a different angle, so then it's going to go either left or right. And it's just – it's crazy. Like, there's so much you can control just from setting up. Yep. And, like, that's, like, the easiest thing to control. Like, making, like, a swing change, especially on the course, can be really difficult sometimes. Brutal. So yep. you have to – you don't want to make it harder on yourself. So you want to always – have like you kind of like a checklist and it changes depending on like how you're hitting it each each day but like you have like this checklist that you're checking like make sure I'm lined up correctly mm -hmm. make sure my ball position's good and like I always take like a deep breath right before I hit that way my body's relaxed Relax so I'm not yourself, tense yeah. so it's like stuff like that where it's like I can control all of this and then all I have to do is literally just take the back take the club back and swing because like Usually when I'm swinging, I have no idea what I'm thinking in my head. Like, Trav always tries to trick us. He's like, oh, do you, like, inhale or exhale when you hit the golf ball? And everyone, and then everyone starts, like, they stop and they think so and they're, like, pausing. The and he's like, he's like, no, it's a trick <laughs> question. He goes, don't worry about it. But it's funny. Like, girls will start, we'll all start thinking, like, oh, what do we do? But it's funny. Like, when you're actually swinging your golf club, I feel like half the time, more than half the time, like, <coughs> there's just nothing going on in your there head. There shouldn't be. There shouldn't be. Usually if there is something, it's not going to be a good shot. So. If, if you're thinking, like, got to get this club <laughs> online here, then that's probably a problem right yeah. from the start, right? And I've also known, like, you can do a lot also in your practice swing if you do like a purposeful practice swing right before you hit it like even your body just like understand I don't know it's weird how your body can like understand that but like yeah you just replicate that practice swing again and it 
works yeah. sometimes. <laughs> I've found that the, the better I am, and I guess it's just per person, the better I am is just the more carefree I am. Like yes. if I go out there basically just and totally detach myself from the result, mm-hmm. then I feel like I play better, which is weird. Yeah. So I, I tried to do, you know, when I was really serious about golf, I tried to do all the visualization stuff they talked about, and I tried to do, you know, really purposeful stuff like you were talking yeah. about. And I just got myself too twisted up. Mm-hmm. So I just said, I'm just going to completely detach myself from everything and yeah. just swing free and easy. And I, I don't do visualization. I just have a general vicinity. I want to land things. Yeah. Which I know that if I ever wanted to be a very competitive golfer, mm-hmm. that could not be the way I play golf. Yeah. But the way I play, I just know, just trying to have fun. And, like, everyone's game is completely different. Everyone thinks right. differently on the course. Everyone's swings are different. So everyone's going to have a different, like, routine right. and, like, thought process and everything like that. So yeah. you just got to find what works for you. I guess I just can't relate to the people that are going out there and playing so slow and breaking down everything to just like the most minor details. Like I understand like there might be a seven mile per hour crosswind or whatever. (laughs) Like I just know that generally the wind's coming back to the right. I don't care. I feel like I'm, so in general, I'm a pretty fast player. I would say, and most people would say that. Um, But I think I analyze, I do analyze a lot before I go, before I hit the golf ball, but it's, funny because I don't take that much time because I'll like talk to other girls and we'll be like talking about like how do you choose your club and like I'm like oh well like I think about this and this and this and this and they're like you think about all of that right before you hit it I'm like yeah yeah but you probably have got it down to like to where it happens pretty quick exactly it's very quick but it's funny like you just develop that like it's just from playing years and years of golf and playing competitively where you learn what what things you need to pay attention to and some days I completely there's some shots where I'm like, oh, I probably should have thought that that was uphill and didn't even realize <laughs> it. Should have probably it. thought a little harder about probably that. Sh- <laughs> yeah, probably should have just paused just a second and thought a little bit more. Um, but I think some of the best golf I've played is just kind of, like you said, like carefree, where like yeah. it just comes naturally, where you almost don't have to think about it. You just like know. It's like so. that zone. It's exactly, being, yes. It's being in that zone. And, I, and again, I don't want to – I'm not saying like – I go out there and don't think about my <laughs> yeah. shot. I, I think that the people that are, like Bryson DeChambeau, goes out there and analyzes every aspect of the course. Listening to him on, like, on like the microphones, I swear he's not even speaking English sometimes. I'm like, what? what is he saying? I, I don't know how him. they communicate. <laughs> I don't – yeah, I respect that guy. I yes, really do. But do. it's just not me. Exactly. Like, I'm not going to go out there and care about the – precise elevation of the the numbers that he throws all throws out he'll be like oh yeah 59 degrees this and then like but there's like 55 percent humidity and like all this numbers and i'm like that's too much math for me on the i'm not i'm not a math guy either. <laughs> that's part of the problem too is i'm more of just like a feel guy like i just want to be like oh this feels like a seven iron you know i know the distance and i know yeah. and sometimes i'm just like this feels like a seven iron mm-hmm. so that's what i'm gonna do here you know or and I, and like you said i think maybe there probably is a second nature thing like of just processing it and saying but yeah maybe not i don't know so anyways good luck to you in the regional i do want to talk about what you have going on post-college career yeah because now you've you've had like you said you've kind of done almost been involved (laughs) in a little bit of everything particularly this past year but the last two years yes Um, i've been involved in a lot of different things (laughs) yeah all over campus the sac president like i said Mm -hmm. uh you've been on multiple committees you're on hiring committees um all kinds of stuff. I, yeah. I don't even know if I could really rally it all <laughs> off. But ultimately, you decided that you wanted to be involved with golf still. Yes. Yeah, so um, I've golf has literally been a part of my life since as long as I can remember. Like, yeah. even, like, growing up, like, when I was, like, little, like, even before starting, starting school, I would just be swinging golf clubs because my parents both played. Mm-hmm. So I've always been swinging a golf club, and then middle school is when I really started playing golf. And since then, like, I literally, like, my life – 
kind a, of revolves around golf. Nah, I wouldn't say kind of. I mean, it does. You know, I mean, that's like the, the gravitational force, yeah, right? I mean, so. So everything gets planned around golf usually. So um, I didn't think that I could, like, let go of the game mm-hmm. completely. I, I truly love the game, and I love all aspects of it. So um, I really wanted to, be, like, continue with golf somehow. Sure. And then so I started looking at, like, golf GA spots where I could help kind of be a coach and then also get my master's and then um just still be involved with the golf team but on a different level right operation um, standpoint exactly. and all those things so because like one day i do want to do like tournament operations i is the goal right now so even just like coaching and like seeing how tournaments are run behind the scenes like hosting home tournaments and stuff like yeah, you've that you've gotten a little work on that here yes and stuff, so. yeah so um i've gotten to go with the boys once or twice and help run their home tournaments so that's been really benef- beneficial and i really enjoy doing that and like you're still a part of the game without playing it i could i don't think i could ever play professionally just because i'm not the type of person who beats balls all day long i yeah. i'm more you like just a, have other interests yes too. i have other interests and i I get bored then, which I, as much as I love I'm not the a game, driving range guy either, so I, I understand. I practice for, like, I hit, like, the two-hour mark of, like, practicing on the range, and I am, like, brain dead. Like, I have to take a, like, I just can't. I'm more of, like, a focused practice person. I can play golf, like, all day long, but, like, practicing range-wise, I can't yeah, do it. It's too much. And so I think if I tried to, like, make golf my, like, income and, like, my actual, like, job, I think I would lose the love for the game sure so that's never really but i've had like several people now like with just being like having like two good back-to-back seasons i've had people like oh like do you want to go play pro i'm like i don't really i don't think so like i guess like if the opportunity came up maybe i'm still gonna play in some competitive like tournaments over the summer right um but i don't think that's in the foreseeable future but i still want to be involved with the game so do something and like who knows maybe even i'll like doing ga coaching and end up wanting to be a coach one day. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I've got a plan. I would say like that. I want to do tournament operations, but I'm also just going to see where it takes me. Yeah. So I'm. The plan right now is in the fall to start at Columbus State down in Georgia, a little bit outside of Atlanta, and be a golf GA there, and also kind of like help out with some of their athletic department stuff. So I'll be able to travel with the golf team there and help them out down there so yeah well that's kind of what you have to do you know that's uh you have to find what you love and then surround yourself with it right yes and then just kind of figure out what you want to do Mm -hmm. to with that I mean that's what I did I loved athletics I love sports so I just said let's try this and Mm -hmm. see how it goes you know and I like it and who knows maybe I'll since I've been I've been an intern now in the athletic department for two years um and done a bunch of different stuff with basketball and just working different things within the athletic department so I guess I have like that understanding of like the background a little bit more and like who knows maybe I'll even end up back in college athletics and be like admin or something like that so well you'll still get to attend golf tournaments exactly (laughs) exactly like like you said like I love sports in general right um and I know it's kind of like an entertainment industry and like mom's always been like I don't know if you want to go into that like I don't know if there's like a guaranteed job but like literally I feel like it is one of those things like the cliche where like if you love what you do you're not going to work a day in your life it's true though that's a fact and so like I feel like if I surround myself in some kind of like sports sports environment or hopefully specifically with golf that I will just enjoy every aspect of it and I've I maybe even want to work with juniors. I've worked the past few summers with just running junior tournaments, and I love seeing kids grow up to love the game like I did. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe I'll even get into kid like junior golf type stuff. So. Well, that's always fun too because then you get to see, like you said, somebody fall in love mm-hmm. with something, and then they have all those 
aha moments where yes. you say like where it clicks. Yes. You know, the stuff you might have been telling them or the stuff they've been hearing from their instructors mm -hmm. and then it clicks and then that passion's ignited. I think that's just a, a beautiful thing. Yeah, so two years of my master's in coaching and then we'll see after that what happens. <laughs> yeah, you never know. I mean, you know, we you got, never know. I mean, we talked with Casey earlier this week and she's, you know, she's going yeah. out into that now too, you know, she's yep. finished up her master's. You've already started your master's though, right? Yeah, so because I graduated in December, I, all the NCAA rules, I had to like continue with like an actual degree, yep. so I started my master's. You couldn't just play golf no, and not I'm, be in school. I know, it's crazy thought, right? Couldn't just stay here <laughs> and play golf. So I actually did start my master's here and then I'll continue it at Columbus State um, yeah. and just kind of transition over. You're so. going to be a Cougar now. I will be. They are. Yeah, you played in one of the tournaments this spring. We do. We we played in their home tournament. I think the boys play in their home tournament too. So it'll be kind of funny. Like I'll be, I'll still see some of like like Trav and some of the boys and some of the girls at some of the tournaments, and I'll be like, oh, you guys, you guys aren't getting rid of me completely. You'll see me like maybe once or twice a semester still. So. I've actually never been to Columbus State, so I don't know. It's, like we've we've like crossed paths, obviously, mm -hmm. but not that often. Yeah. So we've I've probably been to the area now two or three times. And um, I really like the area. It's actually so. What actually brought me to the school is my South African roots. Wow. They have two of their coaches. Their head coach is Mark Immelman, and then um, the assistant is David, and they're both from South Africa. Well, that's Trevor Immelman's brother. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yes, who plays on the PGA Tour. So they've got. It was kind of funny. Gino here at LMU, the assistant men's coach, he. He's kind of good friends with David just from interacting at different tournaments and being paired up. They kind of became friends. and. Um, well, who couldn't be friends with Gino? Exactly. Honestly, talk to him one time as your buddy. Exactly. And then Sam, uh, Gino's wife, she actually was at she Columbus State for a, for a year, I think. Mm -hmm. So there's just like all the kind of connections. And Gino at one point was like, hey, like, I'll, I'll talk to David for you if you're, if you're interested. I was like, yeah, sure. sure. So then it's funny. Like, it all just kind of fell into place. So they'll have a – three-person South African coaching staff. What about that? That's unbelievable. So, you guys representing for the South Africans. Exactly. So it's it's funny. It's it's always nice to find a little piece of South Africa when I'm over here. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that well, you need connections in this industry, too. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, you have that's, somebody that's going to go to bat for you. Exactly. So that's, like I said, in – I mean, in any, in any industry, it's all about connections and networking. Yeah, sure. But even in the golf industry, I would say almost that much more just with how, like, tight-knit the community is. And so just going I, – I did think about staying at LMU. I've loved it here, and um, there was opportunity for me to potentially stay here. But I think just broadening out and going to a different school yeah, sure. and just getting new experiences and meeting new people, It's I think it's just beneficial to have more contacts in – and just see literally what opportunities arise. So well, just going out and trying something, and if you don't like it, you don't like it. You exactly. know, I mean, the, you learn from it, and uh, it's good for you though to go out and try new things and do something different, and yeah. just see how it works out. Yeah. So, and it's not like you're going to Chico State in California. No. You're going to Columbus State <laughs> yeah. in just a few hours away. Yeah, I, I think it's about it's about six-ish hours from here, and I think it's almost about six hours from home too, yeah. back in Nashville. So. Not bad. No, it's not bad. Many it's hours doable. from South Africa, though. Yes, many. Which is many but hours. But actually, actually, it's closer to South Africa than I am now because I'll be an hour outside of Atlanta, so I can literally just drive to Atlanta. That's true. Get on a flight from Atlanta. International, international airport Exactly. There so. So it's not like yeah. one of those transit airports. No. Like it's not like Nashville's airport that say they're international, but, but they're mm, actually not. They're just, they just connect you to, like, New York or Charlotte <laughs> or Atlanta or somewhere like it's that. It's kind of a lie. Nashville International Airport is not really international. 
Well, they can get you to an international city. They just you have yeah. to get a stop, a layover, yes, yeah, into so. a bigger airport. Yes. <laughs> so. Well, that's awesome. Um, I know that. What, what's the summer going to look like for you though? Because this is going to be like kind of really your last like real summer, it right? It is. Yeah. So um, I don't have a job lined up right now. I might try and work in the pro shop back home, but um, like I said, I'm playing. There's two com- two tournaments in Tennessee: the women's AM and then the women's open. Um, Where are those two played at? So the AM is at Black Creek this year, which I believe is in Chattanooga. Don't know that one. Yeah, I'm not familiar I've with that I've never course. played there. And then the um, the Open is at is in Crossville at Stonehenge. Okay, yeah. It's been there. The golf capital of Tennessee. Golf capital of Tennessee. It's been there for I don't know how many years. They've they've always been there. And I've played I've played in both tournaments and previously the AM rotates every year. Yeah. But the Open stays at Crossville every year. So I. Um, I, I really love that golf course. It's a challenging golf course, but it's a fun golf course. So I'll play in those two, and then me and Dad will play in a in a fun uh, parent-child tournament. Where Where's that one at? <laughs> That's also actually at Crosswoods at Stonehenge again. Oh, wow. So, okay. yeah, they Stonehenge golf course in just Crosswell area. Well, it's probably like an hour from you, right? An hour it's and a half? About, I think it's just under two hours. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, um, but um, that'll be kind of a fun tournament that I'll play. And then... Other than that, I will be searching for an apartment in Columbus, <laughs> trying to get everything figured out for that, and yeah. just kind of, like, me and Mom have talked, and we're like, maybe this will just be my last summer. And yeah, maybe you should so. just, like, have downtime and yeah. enjoy being, like, a college kid for mm-hmm. one I more. actually, well, I mean, I'll, I'll still practice because I've got the few tournaments, but, like, I won't be, like, going at it as much as I normally do. Well, that'll be kind so. of some, that'll be kind of refreshing it in some will. degree. So, it'll be, and we'll just do... Bunch of, I think I've got projects that I've lined up, fun projects that I want to get accomplished for the summer. Well, so. like what kind of pro- like, like artsy projects? Yeah, or? like artsy projects. Oh, gotcha. Like, okay. Yeah, like we've like I've picked up this like random like dresser that's really ugly right now. Oh, but you're gonna do like a furniture? Yeah, restoration. like cool. redo it and hopefully for my apartment and then. I think I'm gonna try and make a t-shirt blanket with all my all my LMU t-shirts. Yeah. A little nostalgic. My mother-in-law is very good at doing that. Um, and then I I love um, like the succulent plants now. I don't know. I'm I'm like I've gotten into that like trend right now. Oh yeah. So I I want to like just like make like a. You're kind of an old soul, huh? I I am, I guess, in some ways. So I want to like make like a like a succulent, like like a big pot of oh, succulents. I don't know what a succulent is. Is that it's like like a, the small like a cactus plants? kind of? Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, like okay. the cactusy looking ones. Yeah, so, cool. Yeah, all like the little ones that you probably see all over like yeah. the typical white girl posts now. Like, yeah, that's us now. <laughs> that, that's that's you. You're that's making me. a you're making a big <laughs> pot of succulents and yes. a t-shirt blanket. Yes, <laughs> that's awesome. Though. Welcome that's to good. my summer. <laughs> no, that's that's good. I mean, like that's. That's the stuff that actually becomes really enjoyable the older yeah. you get. You know what I mean? Just taking yeah. on little projects and and doing well, fun like stuff. you said here, I wear so many different hats. It sometimes feels like I don't have any time to do anything. Right. So I think over summer will be kind of nice to like relax. Just not and, have like, to do anything. Yes, and like get to do what I actually want to do, like fun projects. Like I said, so. everyone needs that time because again, you've like. It seems like every day you have multiple meetings <laughs> and whatever else you you got going on. So that'll be important for you for yeah, sure. So. so, but. First things first, the South Super Regional. So, Lisa, congratulations on making Thank the tournament, you. and we hope that we get to do another one of these in like a couple of weeks when you're getting ready for the national yes, championship. Hopefully, that's the plan. No expectations though. No Just expectations. going out and playing free and easy, mm-hmm. and seeing what happens. But exactly. Lisa, best of luck to you, and we'll see you in Cleveland. Thank you. I appreciate it.